Hello, episode 30 of the podcast, it's been a while, um, things have just been super busy, training a lot of clients and work, busy as always with my own training and yeah, just kind of a mix of that and slight bit of fear that doing podcasts on my own without actually talking to somebody turn out shit and that uh, nobody will want to listen to it or take an interest. I guess, well, you know, a bit of self-doubt there, a bit of fear, which obviously I, uh, I'm i always telling other people to uh, to not let get the better of them and I suppose it's got the better of me in this sense, but I'm back at it, I'm doing it um, and we're going to talk today about sleep which I've been planning for a while, but again, I've been thinking, man, a podcast on sleep, people are just going to think that's going to be really boring and not and not um, listen to it. But you know what? If nobody listens to it, nobody listens to it. And I might just be sitting here recording this, talking to myself for no reason. But here we go. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, um, training-wise, training for me... It is approaching the end of the year, starting next year, which will signal the beginning of full Ironman training, which is really scary, but really exciting as well. Um, I have been doing a lot of strength work recently, but also been keeping up my fitness levels by doing kind of more functional training in the gym, more t- circuit type stuff. Been taking advantage of having an assault bike, ski air, grown machine in the in the studio and the fit principle where I'm working now. Um using the skill mill in the Nuffield gym that I go to. I've not been swimming in a while. Uh I got my back more of my back tattooed a wee while ago, so I couldn't go in the water then. And yeah, I'll need to get back to the swimming, just even getting in and doing kinda 500 metres before the volume bumps up next year. I had a FaceTime conversation with a coach who I'm going to get to help me with my Ironman training programming because getting it done for me is just going to take a, a massive stress off me. I'll have enough stress with being busy in work and doing the training rather than actually having to work it all out myself, um, which I could do, but it might not be totally like the best it could be because I've never done a full Ironman before. So paying for someone to do it for me just makes sense. And I'll learn from that. And as as I've always said, I'll, I'll still keep up my weight training and try and keep some strength and keep the muscle that I've gained over the last few years because I don't want to just do all cardio. Um, because I love weight training, I love building muscle, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And the the kind of training I've been doing has obviously been working because I'm back out outside running uh, last week for the first time in months, and I got a twenty six minute five k, which is good for me, which is a good time. Uh, so my fitness levels are, are still there. I went out and done seven k today. It felt really good. Um, just had one of those moments today where I was just like, I'm ready for this. I am 
buzzing to get started. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, the marathon running scares the shit out of me. But um, I'm ready to take this challenge on, and um, I can't wait to get stuck in. Um, I put up a post earlier today on Instagram and Facebook about you know I do a lot most of my running in the south side, and um, my dad lived in uh, south side when I was a kid, and I've got a lot of memories of being in the south side, being in the parks that I run in. My granddad had his house in the south side, not far from where I stay right now. So there's always these memories of these these kind of wee different places that I run and memories from my childhood come back and I just got I got that just kind of euphoric feeling at the end of the run today. I was coming they're finishing the run in Queen's Park and I'm seeing I'm seeing, you know, families and, you know, dads out with their kids and stuff like that. And then, you know, I'm thinking about my dad and the whole reason why I do what I do now, why I'm trying to do an Ironman, it all started for, you know, try, me saying to myself, I'm going to make him proud and I'm going to, I'm going to do things that I never myself thought I could do and other people who knew me, you know, years ago would think, no chance. And it, f it, it was emotional, but it was motivational. It wasn't like really sad. It was really motivational and I could, I wanted to keep running, but I was like, play it, play it sensible. Yeah, I've got a big training week this week, so I didn't want to overdo it. Um, but yeah, it felt good. I feel lean, I feel strong, I feel fit, and bring it on. Um, bring it on. So yeah, we introduction to the podcast there. Just to be update for anyone who's interested. Anyway, sleep. So sleep is is massively important for everything you do. Um, every goal you have when I'm doing consultations with clients when they first start one of the things that I need to know about is how much they sleep and too often the answer I get is I don't sleep that much or I don't sleep enough or I know I need to get more sleep but for whatever reason I just don't and this is not good <laughs> obviously it's at the start of their journey, and it, we can fix it going forward, so it's fine, but yeah, it's not good to be underslept. Sleep is so important for any goal that you have, because sleeping is your body's downtime to recover from training, from, uh, you know, just daily stress, from work, um, and especially if you're training hard, you need that time. And the very kind of least you should be getting is about seven hours. And, you know, everyone's different how much sleep they feel best on. Uh, but to function optimally, you want to be getting somewhere between seven to ten hours. If you are getting less than that and you're underslept, you're going to feel sluggish. You are not going to be ready to tackle the day. And it's, again, basically, if we're busy, if we have busy lives, with stressful jobs, we're training hard, what we're going to do is we're going to intake loads of caffeine to try and feel awake, energy drinks, coffees, which are fine to be used in moderation, but you don't want to be absolutely smashing them just because you've not been sleeping enough and relying on that. You won't be able to perform to your best of your ability in your job. Um, again, it's just that sluggishness, that kind of oh, God, I'm knackered, just can't function properly today. Um, it's not a good feeling to have. And 
and your, and your work. You might not want to train due to tiredness. Um, it's happened to us all, happens to me sometimes, just feels that tired that training is just the last thing you want to do. And you'll also be more likely to overeat, and this is due to hormones, uh, two hormones, leptin and ghrelin, and they, they can be affected by how much you sleep, and studies have shown that if you're underslept, it's, you're a lot more likely to overeat, and again, if you are awake for more hours of the day, it's more hours of the day to be, and taking more calories to overeat as well. Training-wise, you just will not be at 100% of your potential if you are tired and under-recovered from previous sessions. We all get dom sometimes, muscle soreness after a hard session. But again, if sleep isn't there, the desired amount of hours, you're going to feel even worse. It's going to be even sorer because you're not recovering. You're just not giving your body that downtime. So sleep, hydration, protein... That's how you recover from, from hard training. And just in general, like your reactions will be slower and life will generally suck. <laughs> so make sure you're getting those ten, 7 to 10 hours. I heard on a podcast the other week that being severely underslept is just the same as being drunk, basically. Just like your reactions and your and your functionality. Um whether that's true or not, scientifically, I do not know, but I can definitely see the resemblance um, because I have been there when I've not slept for days and definitely feel a little bit drunk when I'm like that. So, talked about caffeine there and I am a coffee addict. I absolutely love coffee, more so for just the taste. I just love the taste of coffee and I don't even think the caffeine has much of an impact on me anymore, to be honest, because I drink so much of it. But I do not drink it after four o'clock. Caffeine will stay in the blood for up to six hours, and caffeine's a stimulant, so it will keep you awake if drank too close to bedtime. And then you're not sleeping enough because you can't get to sleep because you've had too much caffeine. So then the next day, you'll drink even more caffeine, <laughs> even more coffee, more energy drinks, um, which is not a, a good route to go down because you'll just be intaking way too much caffeine which is not a good thing. Caffeine can be used in a positive way as a stimulant, as a kind of pre-workout, but not by uh, overdoing it. And I have a strong coffee first thing in the morning and one before I train, and I'll switch to decaf after that if I'm going to have a coffee. Unless it's a Friday night, you know, and I'm maybe not up as early on the Saturday and I'll have a wee coffee after six o'clock and go a bit mental, but... Yeah, now I said one before training there. I train usually midday on my break at work because I train clients in the morning, train clients in the evening. So I tend to train midday so I can have a, a full, a fully, uh, a fully caffeinated coffee before my training. If I'm training, if, uh, say eight at night, nine at night, I will not do that. I'll just make sure I am energized through food and hydration and sleep. Um, rather than taking caffeine at that time of night, especially these pre-workouts that send people foaming at the mouth and all that, you don't want to be smashing pre-workout like two hours before you go to bed because you will definitely not get to sleep. Alcohol is something that will impair your sleep if you're drinking. Even if you get enough hours, the quality of the sleep will be affected and you'll still feel sluggish and tired. I remember when I used to drink 
Uh, I was always knackered. Um, obviously, I drank too much most of the time, but just even if I'd had a few pints, I was in work the next day, I just felt knackered even if I'd had eight hours sleep. So it's a total no-brainer that if you have a big training session the next day, you shouldn't be drinking alcohol. I have had some clients come into me sometimes with hangovers and stuff, and I'm just like, are you off your head? Like, <laughs> you know, training's hard enough. Never mind being hungover whilst you're trying to do it. Um, so what are you doing before your sleep? Now, often people will say that they try to sleep early but can't. Now, if this is the case, you need to look at what you're doing before you go to bed. So if you're constantly on your phone, which most of us are, on a laptop, working, playing your PlayStation or Xbox, watching Netflix, your brain is going to be engaged and this is probably why you can't get to sleep. So don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm a pure saint and I go to sleep with, uh, you know, candles on and dolphin music in the background every night. I don't. But um, what I'll do most of the time is I'll go to bed, say, half an hour before I'm wanting to sleep and I'll put a podcast in uh, and I tend to drift off about 15, 20 minutes into the podcast. Um, that always works for me. Unless it's a really, really engaging podcast, I'll maybe, I'll maybe stay awake uh, because I'm really interested in it. But most podcasts, I tend to, um, I tend to drift, drift off and it sends me to sleep because I'm not looking at my phone with the bright lights and then just shutting my eyes and trying to sleep. I'm lying in bed with my headphones in or just through the speaker listening to a voice and it really works for me. Now, I think, I can't remember the name of this app, but one of my clients tells me there's an app, it might just be called Sleep actually, and it's basically, or it's a, yeah, it's a podcast, not an app, it's a podcast, and it's just basically a guy talks, and his voice sends you to sleep, that's the purpose of the podcast, I think he like talks, it doesn't make sense, I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but it works for him, so that's something that you could look into if you struggle, and just, uh, you know, reading a, read a book, instead of again, playing computer, watching Netflix, it might sound boring or whatever, but if you're struggling, these are the things that you have to do to make it better. You can't just keep staying up all night watching Netflix, playing computer and expecting your sleep to get better. You need to need to do something about it. Generally, just chilling. You know, get some calm. That's the key. Like, like um, nice candles. I love, a, I love a candle, so I do. But nice candles... Um, you know, it might be calming music um, and just kind of try to zone out, just trying to de-stress, de de, you know, let the brain chill and doze off. Um, those, are, those are a few things that I find work for myself. I used to have a bath in my last flat. I do not have a bath now, but I did like a hot bath and candles obviously <laughs> but yeah um, I see a lot of people saying sleep less do more so sleep less so there's more hours in the day to get stuff done I do not do not agree with that getting stuff done efficiently and to the best of your ability and feeling good when you're doing it is the key if if I didn't sleep enough 
Or if I, if I slept less to fit more stuff into the day, there's no way I could be on my feet all day with clients, training on my break, walking to and from the gym, walking home, um, if I wasn't sleeping enough, there's no way I'd be able to do that. I would just be too tired. And I would never have been able to train or compete in my half Ironman if I wasn't getting enough sleep. And the same goes with my full Ironman next year. Sleep will be a massive, massive part of my preparation for the Ironman. There's no way I'm going to be able to be doing long-distance running, long-distance cycling, long-distance swimming, multiple times a week, interval training, weight training, on my feet with clients five days a week. There's just absolutely no way it would be possible for me to do that if I didn't sleep, prioritise sleep. And this is what I'm, I mean, I mean prioritise it as in doing the necessary things to get the right amount of sleep for you. And it's not easy, it is discipline. It's just like everything else. It's like sticking to a good diet, it's sticking to a training regime is discipline. But it's the number one tool for recovery and it should be prioritised, especially if you're training for an event, you have fat loss goals, muscle gain goals or have a demanding job. Sleeping will help you so much in all those things, especially fat loss, for instance, because if you're tired and feeling crap, there's no way you're going to want going to, want to stick to your calories and do the training on your plan. There's just no way you're going to want to do it if you're constantly knackered and don't have energy. And people ask all the time, how can I get more energy? What supplement can I take to have more energy in the gym or at work or... What 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 pill can I take or what um what should I be doing? And, it, and the answer is simple. And it is free. It's sleep. That is it. That is all you need. If you are feeling rubbish on a day to day basis, you need to look first of all how much you're sleeping and the quality of sleep that you're getting. And if you feel that that's on point, then. Maybe we need to, you need to look elsewhere. But most of the time, people will say to me, oh, I need to feel better in the gym because I'm too tired, I can't lift properly or I can't, can't run properly. And I say, how much are you sleeping on a daily basis? And the answer will be not enough. Or what they think is enough, six hours, five hours, seven hours. If someone's getting seven hours and that's how they're feeling, they need to get eight, they need to get nine. And sometimes for me, it's working till eight, nine o'clock, getting home. And I know that if I'm up early for work the next day, if I've got an early client, for me to get my eight hours, I've got like an hour to get some food, prep some food and get into bed. I'll do it. I'll not fuck about on my computer. I'll not put Netflix on. I will get my stuff done and I will get into bed because I know how I feel when I don't get enough sleep and I don't like it. And it affects my uh, my work and my training and it's just not worth it. So that's it. I don't know how long that took. Hopefully short and, short and sharp. Um, so it's not, you know, I think sometimes a, a big long podcast can put people off listening to it. But yeah, hopefully get a bit of momentum with these now and fire out some more podcasts in the coming weeks um, and hopefully you guys listen and enjoy and get something from it, that's the most important thing getting something from it because sometimes I maybe I think I'll maybe feel 
oh, everybody knows they should get enough sleep, but then I talk to people and they're not getting enough sleep and then they don't realise the impact it has. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully people, some people listening to this didn't realise how important it was or what it can do for your uh, your life, getting more sleep. And I know that Netflix is great and some series you just cannot turn it off. You want to watch another episode, but honestly, it's no worth it. You can watch the next episode the next day. <laughs> anyway, I'm just rambling on a lot of rubbish now, so I will go and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.